0: America, my name is Ami Yosei Frimpong and today we're going to talk about healthism and healthism concerns the things we do and the public policies we enact once we elevate health as a good more important than say freedom or self-determination right so what happens when health becomes a lodestar, and we're supposed to do anything at all anything at all to avoid being unhealthy in any way right and we're supposed to enact any sort of policies Publicly, that will keep us from getting unhealthy. What happens? Well, it's bad. It's bad. And we're starting to see healthism a little bit with Omicron. And by the way, I'm going to refer quite a bit to this paper written by Quill Kukla, Um, who's a philosopher based out of Georgetown University. And it's actually, excuse me, (coughs) just had lunch. It's a good little paper on healthism. And she starts out. Kind of it's a book review of this guy's book who said, like, look, you know, we have local solutions to pandemic and pandemic problems, and, um, you know, there's hope for the future. And then she, so she lays out his argument rather well, and then she says, like, actually, this argument's naive, which it is, right, because healthism is real, and the things people do for the sake of healthism, including including close your kids' schools, um, are actually bad, right? So. There was a worry before about, and I'm, you know, going to talk vamp a little bit while people file in. There was a worry before about how we can't really um, make public health uh, the important uh, organizing principle because we can't force other people to make decisions. So, like, the argument against something like Medicare for All or universal health care is like, well, you know, I shouldn't have to pay for like some person's diabetes because they couldn't stop putting down a donut. Or like or they couldn't like, you know, not eat what they wanted to eat, or like they couldn't exercise, I exercise, I should only have to pay for my health care. And so you don't want um, kind of totalitarian practices governing, if you have universal health care, you don't want other people deciding what you can and can't do to your body. And they, but they're going to be able to do so insofar as if it raises premiums for everybody, They're going to, like, they have now have a vested interest in, like, what you intake. Like, you know, that we are a morbidly obese nation, which I think is a problem. You know, just, I've always moralized food and people used to hate, used to, some people used to think I was a little bit um, uh, awful about it, but I moralize food. I judge you based on your ability to, I, no, I don't really judge you because I think a lot of these things are parents-based. But I judge your parents based on your eating habits. Oh, <laughs> um, I judge your parents based on your eating habits. And I say this because my dad was actually very good about this. He kept junk food out of the house. He like, And that's no small thing. So I never really missed junk food, really, and I, with my kids, I just keep it out of the house. You want to come say hi to the people? Yeah, what's up? Okay, well, we'll work on that when I, when I get out. You're going to come say hi to the people? people. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Say hi, people. Hi. Hi, people. Hi, people. Hi, people. Hi, people. Hi, people. Alright, uh, so we'll, we'll work on your Why jump. Why is it a stream not a record? Oh, it says stream because oh. when we record, that means it goes and s- it saves on my computer. When we stream, that means we talk to the people in the internet, in the YouTube world. Don't touch the microphone. Okay. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? So you hit record, it goes to my computer. You hit stream, it goes out. Okay, got it. All right, I'll see you. Bye, people. Bye, people. Um, I'll see you later. All right. So, healthism. When we make health, uh, when we kind of idolatrize health, um, turn into an idol and worship it, then we and diseases are communicable. Then we start creating an imperative to start governing other people's behavior. Like before, it was just diseases. We didn't worry about communicable diseases as much as we worried about socializing the healthcare bills. Now we have to worry about um, communicable diseases. So we actually have to have this talk about what healthism entails, what healthism entails. It's, It's not just, you know, no smoking in restaurants and bars anymore it's about masks and i am i'm pretty much an anti-mask at this point because we've gotten hospitalizations down and i was all about like cases of covid don't matter hospitalizations matter so if you get a vaccine if you're vaccinated and you're not like morbidly obese and you're not so you don't get hospitalized then like for it's then it's the pandemic isn't about you anymore um so get your vaccine like stay trim and get your vaccine and live your life right and we should help people get trim and get their vaccine, but for the most part, as long as hospitalizations stay down, I need people to live their life. I definitely don't need you closing her school. Um. Because that's like that's and and you know she's a violinist, so like I don't need you shutting down her concerts or like all of these civic infrastructure. So what happens? What happens when the when the, when the people who have mind disease and that's like the healthists who are sick in the head, who have a mental illness about COVID, take over public policy? And it's always liberals who are like anything goes when they're doing well, but as soon as like they get uncomfortable, they become totalitarian really quickly because they don't have any like, sense of discretion. So what happens? What happens is we shut down public infrastructure, the public ways in which people like, realize themselves through institutions. So we shut down schools, we shut down parks, and then the wealthy people or the people who are connected, they can buy their services a la carte. Right? They pick and choose. Right? So public parks and public buildings are now like mask and resistant mandatory. But then private parties and private schools and private tutors, those will be like, well, you know, we don't wear any more masks here, and like we'll trust you and be responsible for your vaccination status. Yeah, so that's what happens, right? So what happens is you de-democratize like institutional relations. Because now the people who actually need institutional relations and who have money will be able to uh, actually, it serves as a power grab for them because they can buy their services a la carte, right? There's our county last year, excuse me, (laughs) excuse me, our county last year shut down the schools for a year. The county next door, the white flag county next door, pretty much acted like COVID didn't happen. And you know what? Their kids learned, like my kids learned, because I was at home teaching them. So like they went back this year ahead of schedule in a lot of ways, which is fine, but you have to understand that the county next door pretended it didn't have COVID and they their kids got to do regular things. And that's important. The social and cultural infrastructure for the children is very important. And let's be honest, online schooling, I mean, I'll never put my kids in online school. Like like I actually Serious about my kids, so like I, I would never put my kids in online schooling. But make no mistake, online schooling is just put, is you don't you're, you're not serious about public education. If that's your if that's your um, if that's going to be your solution, so the healthists who are very quick to close down major institutions and minor institutions because people might get sick, those people are a problem for freedom. Those people are a problem for freedom. I feel like the pussy hat crowd and the moms demand gun sense crowd now finds it finds a new like <laughs> found a new purpose in in COVID. And these are just not serious people who are very casual about other like the conditions of freedom because they don't know enough. They just don't know enough about freedom. Right? So and in a pinch, they are the crew since they could, you know afford to take off work and hop on a bus to go to washington to wear their pussy hats um, these are the people who will buy their institutions a la carte and have have their kind of mass casual institutions a la carte but then force everybody else um and, and that's just inappropriate right so we need to understand that covid's not going away this is the new normal which means that if you're serious about like education if you're serious about communication the people who talk for a living And even seen being seen. Um, We need to just understand that like you're gonna get a shot every year. We need to build that in your budget. Or not. But we have to go about our business. Like I'm not teaching in a mask. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna teach in a mask. Like bring the cops. I'm not gonna teach in a mask. Uh, Because what I I teach very hard ideas I teach very hard ideas that people don't want to already understand. But I do it in a mask. It, it'll just like give one more reason, one more way, and one more avenue f- for people just to not understand what I'm trying to say. So I'm not. I don't teach it in a mask. I and mean, then online teaching is just very hard. So if UGA shuts down and goes all online, I'm just gonna take the semester off because I'll have to end up homeschooling my kids anyway. I'll just you know, write my dissertation here and homeschool my kids. And like, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it online again. Never. Again, I did it. I have an entire class online, an intro to philosophy and a logic and critical thinking class online. But I'm not going to do that again. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's not fulfilling, it's not a good use of my chi and my life, sport, and my life force. I'll, I'll, I'll give this uh, once a week for the people. And by the way, if you support me doing this, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in 5 15, or 15 $50 a month, and uh, I'll keep it going. I will keep it going. Because eventually, that little girl you came, in 10, 15 years, she's going to be sitting where I'm sitting, um, or at least in front of this backdrop, possibly, and giving you the quality of wisdom you need to not squander your life. And she's going to learn it from me and, like, other books and, and like, you know, like, instead of, instead of waiting tables in college, she might be the funky academic in her college, right? So you know, I, I think about this. This is going to be a legacy business, so build it up. Say you knew me when, and you knew her when, you saw her win, and, and kick in 5,15 or 50 dollars, because in 10, 15 years, like, you know, I pass this on to her, like, and this is how like she earns her way through school, which I think is perfectly appropriate as a summer job. She produces segments and then like, then leads segments, and then I produce her, and then, and she does the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I have three kids, like this is the family business. and thank you. Um, so healthism. This idea that we elevate health as, a, as an idol, as a god, and then it becomes the case that we organize life to conform to health, this idea of health, uh, in a way that's completely antithetical to freedom, especially when other people can get you sick. So it's not just your own health and your own drinking water, you're now controlling other people's behavior because they have the capacity to get you sick. Mind you, not put you in the hospital, but get you sick, which is two different things. I, was, I, I could be in favor of, of harsh mandates if we're talking about overflowing hospitals. But when we're just talking about people who are morbidly obese and or didn't get a vaccination, go into the hospital, that's a different kind of pandemic. You don't shut down the world for that. You don't shut down, you do the kind of cultural interventions that, you know, helps people take care of themselves better or uh, get to the, or, um, or get a vaccine. But you don't shut down the world for that. So, and so, and so far, as Omicron's transmissible, but not like life threatening, we didn't shut down the world for H1N1. You just washed your hands and hope you made it. And that's, I think, the appropriate, the appropriate, if we're we're a nation that actually cares about freedom, that's the appropriate tack. Um, That's the appropriate tack, right? So, and then there's this guy who says that, like, well, you know, um, what we can do is just trust local solutions and do it on a case-by-case basis. But, like, local solutions aren't particularly, necessarily that great either um yeah local solutions are not particularly that great either it's not like it's not like uh so what's going to be what's going to be the problem there are internally like racist you know ableist transphobic all these things they're internal to local communities in a way that you know, the, you don't get out by just saying, like, well, we'll let local solutions decide what, the, what, what to do. You don't get around that the kind of internalized um, that's part of the life cycle of the local community forms of racism, uh, you know, you know, misogyny or misandry, uh, heterosexist, transphobic, ableist. Like, you need actual real policies at a nationwide level to support communities. So you need a, you need a federal response and you can't just like say like local leadership will do it because one local leadership don't have the constitutional power right if we're talking about like you need to be able to guarantee people a job like my solution would be a federal job guarantee where you pay people and um, if you can't find work for them you pay them to stay home uh, and quarantine right so like you have a federal job guarantee because we have so much work to be done, but if there isn't any work to be done, you pay people to, because you can't do it because we're quarantining, you have replacement income for the quarantine. Right? But they still technically have a job. They could be called up, um, right? but there's already so much deferred maintenance that needs to be done outdoors that there's, like, there's, there's jobs to be done. So I, I, I want a federal job guarantee and there are some sort of solutions and like building an infrastructure. People are surprised when I say that pretty much 15 miles in any direction from where I am right now, unless you're going towards Atlanta, I'm in Athens, Georgia, unless you're going towards Atlanta, 15 miles in any direction, you don't really have internet. You have kind of dicey internet, spotty internet. And if we're going to be a, a nation that's online all the time, then like you need to guarantee people both devices and access to... Um, Internet that means like ramp up productive capacity in terms of devices and and laying down fiber those are jobs those are jobs right so we need to just think about what it means to live in a world we need to think about what it means to live in a world with covid and we need to have the conversation and don 't let that crowd who has a mental pathology of of like they think that it's their right to not ever get sick, a lot of white women, Uh, they think it's their right to not ever like have other people like make them sick, like screw up your freedom, right? Like this, like the pandemic was about hospitalizations and ventilators it wasn't about your right to not get a cold, not get a flu, not feel bad for a day or two or three. And you know what, let me me talk to you baby boomers. Listen baby boomers, I know that you have a higher, um, you're more vulnerable than most people with respect to COVID and you might think that means that um, everyone should accommodate you in your fragility. But I am not one of those people who Want? I'm not one of those people who 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 is. I'm tired of accommodating baby boomers in their fragility. Stay home, retire, uh, open up the market for other people, <laughs> and let other people live their life. Like this is the, like like. I thought the time of my life where baby boomers were screwing up my freedom was over, but. Um, but it turns out that they are so selfish, they might shut everything down uh, because they are in a target group. And that would be that's irresponsible. That's irresponsible, my kids. Like just just stay home yourself and let everyone else live their life. Um so, so it's not that the US is ill-equipped to handle public health issues. It's the U.S. is ill-cultured. The U.S. is ill-cultured, like we don't have like a robust sense of freedom, and if you don't have a robust sense of freedom, you see these false gods like safety and health, may like, like, start conforming everything else, right? So like I was like once again, and I can't say this enough. I will like <laughs> I said, baby, bro, I will. I'm okay with lockdowns and shutdowns and masks when we're talking about ventilators and hospitalizations, not when we're talking about, like, flu-like symptoms for a few days. Like, that's not something you shut down schools for. That's not something you shut down entire economies for. That's not something you shut down cultural, um, cultural significant events for, right? Um, that's that's yeah. So you have to worry about healthism. Local, con- you just need a you need a strong sense of who you are. Local control is not going to help because, like local, like you could be in a locality that everyone is 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 mentally ill with respect to disease. They e- are easily triggered. <laughs> they hear COVID. They just want to shut everything down and throw on fifteen masks. Um, and that's, that's a problem, right? So the things we do in order to ostracize, humiliate, discipline, or police unhealthy members are going to be horrible. So let's just not do that. Let's just not do that. Keep our eye on the ball. And the ball is hospitalizations and not cases, hospitalizations and hospital capacities. And as long as those are under control then we live our life and we kind of, uh, you know, we just make vaccines available and let's stop pretending that masks are magic. Masks are not magic, right? You know, we can't use the power, and I'm going to quote directly from the article. Uh, from that article. Uh, uh, they, we, will often use the power and rhetoric of healthism to control, oppress our, uh, our own community members. So we need to not weaponize the concept of health to justify as a variety of surveillance, control, subjugation, and discipline within the community. Because make no mistake, the people with means will just privatize these services. And that's, so they'll talk a big game, But then privatize the services when it comes down to their own kids or like when it's something they really want to do. Like you'll see a lot of gallows where the help will be in masks and the people who really matter will be smiling with their perfect teeth. Right? So in order to get rid of that, we just need a more robust conversation about what freedom means. And that you're not owed the right to not get COVID. What you're not what you're owed is the right to not be uh, like sent to a hospital that's overrun with COVID patients, right? And if you're morbid, morbidly obese and or and or you haven't gotten a vaccine, well, we need to offer you the vaccine and you know set yourself up for to live a life that's a little bit more healthy. And if you decide not to take the vaccine, or you decide that like you're not going to get on a program to be more healthy then like these are choices you're making and that's not something i'm gonna let screw up my exercise of institutional responsibility and then freedom right so you know institutions are important for freedom and let's not be casual about shutting them down and don't let the healthists kind of uh you know institute a false god a theocracy what we're talking about? forget Sharia law. what we needed to worry about was uh, like like fauci becoming a deity and that's 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 a problem but right? so and also don't underestimate and, and I say this because the liberal fauci worshipers there aren't a lot of there are there, they aren't the majority but they are disproportionately loud and entitled and um, and I'm going to read another part from the book. Don't underestimate the extent to which dominant or hegemonic groups control conceptual resources. So people will, even if it's not true, will start to think masks do something that they don't or that COVID is more serious than it is or less serious than it is. It depends. Um, so don't underestimate like, the conceptual resources that have been captured by these Fauci worshippers even when they may explicitly wish to cede control to disadvantaged groups, quote. Even when they say that, like, oh, no, this is a conversation with just sharing power. Uh, In conversations between powerful and less powerful groups, there's no clear way to keep the meanings of the powerful from disproportionately colonizing the conversations, right? So I'm trying to give you the arguments to to not be colonized when the Fauci Fauci worshipers try to institute their theocracy in the United States. We thought theocracy would come in the form of Christian nationalism, or we thought theocracy would come in the form of, like, Muslim terrorists. So, But instead, theocracy comes in the form of Fauci worshipers. It's a a quality of Scientology, if you will. Um, it's It's a new Scientology. Different from the old Scientology. Kind of like what Christian Science is to Christian Scientology, so, um, uh, so it's a new it's a new kind of the Fauci worshippers. I want to throw America into a theocracy, and I'm not I'm not down for that. All right, thank you for your time. I put the link to the article in the description. It's a really good article about these kinds of issues, and I will see you. I'm I'm out of town next week. Uh, I will see you in two weeks. Happy holidays. And I'll see you in 2022. I don't know. Maybe I'll live stream something from a laptop at the hotel. I don't know. But um, 2022, I'll see you definitely. And hey, look, if you like anything I'm doing, go ahead and kick down five, fifteen, 15 or $50 a month. Because, you know, these Fauci worshipers, a lot of them are um, people who who think that they are woke and pretend that they would hire me, but then won't. Once they see that I think that they kind of like a problem and so i need you to support me so that i can keep doing what i'm doing all right and i think it's good that i'm what i'm doing all right take care and i will see you in 2022 maybe next week if uh if you know you know maybe all right